This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. one of the most frustrating games on the planet. Well, if you follow Mansfield Town anyway, another week has passed and the Stags are back to drawing again in the league. Yes, a late goal at Bury saw them deny three points. We'll hear reaction tonight from boss David Flickcroft and goal-scoring defender Matt Preston. I think we're unfortunate, but at the same time, they just they have to be, like the gaffer saying at the minute, we have to just be more clinical. We have to have that bit of finesse about us to put them away and we're not. It's down to us as players. It's down to us to our own like um, our own standards. We have to be better. We've got to really focus on both things. It's, it's the same. It's the exact same thing. Defending is about focus and concentration, but scoring goals is you know in, in them real important moments. In the week though, it was the hunting of the wolves and the stags howled as they progressed through to the knockout stages. They beat wolves under 21s, under 23s, under 25s, whichever you want to call them, by uh, two goals to one. We'll get reaction from boss David Flickcroft. Plus this week with no game on Saturday due to international call-ups we'll get boss David Flickcroft's thoughts on whether the postponement is a good thing or a bad thing the way the internationals fell in terms of two centre-halves that have been key to keeping you know one of the best defensive records in the league that's the difficulty in itself do you know what I mean and with a new training ground set to open its doors very very soon we'll hear from one of the men behind it all director Steve Hymas it's been made in three years it's basically we want to move on to the next level as a club. Um, obviously, youth setup set up. Uh, we're in this fourth year now, and the whole youth setup we can start and produce our own players. It's like a legacy. All of that and much, much more here on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Maxwell Matters podcast with Craig Priest, Nathan Edge, and Simon Mercer. No camp Felton tonight. He's off at tech rehearsals for a panto. Go on then, all together now. Oh, yes, he is. Get involved in a live stream now. A very good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield always matters. I'm Craig Priest, with me Simon Mercer and Nathan Edge. No Cam Felton uh, tonight, as I mentioned in the intro, he is at a uh, panto tech rehearsal. Oh, no, he's not. 
He, he actually is he actually is and we can prove it we'll not, we've just passed him in Burger King <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> there you go uh, I've two burgers themselves that does mean we are one member of the podcast panel short tonight which means as always <laughs> we want to encourage your comments uh, and questions so get them in on the live feed as always it's always the place for you to have your say on your team lots to talk about tonight we'll be looking back at that uh, two all draw at Berry. another late goal another late goal to concede and another nightmare of questions and then qualification for the Checker Trade Trophy which will uh, mean um, that me and Nathan get to talk about progression yes. and get to have a bit of a rant Come as well on. and as well we're also going to poignantly talk a little bit about mental health I want to kick off by saying um, obviously I put a video on the Facebook and the Twitter feed yesterday. If you saw it and commented, thank you very much for your kind comments on that. We'll talk a little bit more about that because it's something which is not really spoken about a lot between friends and between men and in, in an open forum. So this is an open forum. It's three friends talking to each other over a cup of tea and a biscuit. So mm. what better place to... What do you mean? Friends. friends. Oh, what? Acquaintances. I don't know. I suppose we're getting to that stage. Well, yeah. until it's what is it? 51 episodes 51 episodes now. strong now. I, I mean, Come on, get we get into that, friends. Yeah, F R I N. We're almost at the DS now. We're almost at the DS. We'll get the DS at the end. Yeah. Um, so what? What better way to you know talk about that and to to, to talk about that and touch upon that uh, a little bit as well? Um, but we'll start with last Saturday, and you know when we played Northampton, we turned that corner and, and won four 0 It looked all right, and then we had the Oldham game where we had chance after chance after chance, and it just didn't drop, and then against Barry on Saturday I was so frustrated sitting and watching it it was one of the worst starts we've had not worst starts as in we were we, we were poor but a bad start in terms of you know we just came out and we were put under pressure from the start nobody's really done that and then we got that cheeky goal through Danny Rose and everything looked alright but it was the same old frustrating story again I mean you must have been pulling your teeth out listening to that and, and watching that come through mustn't you? Oh. God, yeah, not half. <laughs> what you know, we're so frustrating. You know, you sit, you look, you're looking on every single, you know, different uh, format, Twitter and everything, and Mansell time page and things like that, and it's chance missed, chance missed, chance missed, and you think, oh, you know what's coming here, don't you? <laughs> and lo and behold, it turns up, sort of thing, and then it were like gutted and then like you're up again because we, we went back in lead from a good header from Preston and then you think well that's it game over it's <coughs> it's five to five I'll go and get me tea and then it pops up on telly that they've equalised in 95th minute and it's just deflating seven minutes at a time Nate as well no idea where he got that from no I've, I've, I've literally had sleepless nights thinking about where <laughs> that has where that has come from but yeah, oh. I think that was a, a, a annoying thing um but probably if it was far they would have probably scored in the 93rd it's something like that yeah. it's different you know it's, it's other than it but I'm I'm not as downbeat as what most people are. Um, no, I mean it was like we'd bloody got. Oh, sorry about no, that. One. No, you can. I, you I, say I'm bloody still mad about it. I know. Um, <laughs> bloody, bloody is fine. It's oh, the F and the C and the. I'll try and keep that out of it. I'll yeah. try my best. But um, it's like it was after that game. It's like we got relegated. It, some people's comments and how it was such an overreaction. I get. I you know we were all we was all gutted and every, you know emotions in in following your football club they do you know they can run wild sort of thing but um, still calling for the manager's head 
uh, after drawing 2-2 at a very good Berry team. I mean, I actually didn't realise what sort of squad they had, and they've got some cracking players in their team. And, um, we, you know, we went there, you know, away from home, and we're saying that we should have won. You know, so, uh, yes, we didn't, and that's good. And the way we... It feels like a loss every time we concede late. That's a problem, I think, um, how it makes you feel conceding so late. But we've gone to a very good side away from home and come away with a point and thinking that we should have won. I think you've got a great point there. I mean, you look at some of Barry's squad, they should be a little bit higher than, than what they are. It's still early yeah, they're still be. very tight, and, and they will be. I think that's one of the... the, the I think they're the team which has matched us most this this season for the style of play and, and putting on mm. the pressure they're the only team for me that has completely flipped it and put the pressure on us and made us have to sit back and soak up pressure and we didn't even lose no. the extra game the only loss that we've had this season the extra game the only loss I'm going to stress that yeah. more and more <laughs> um, was a, a ridiculous goal from outside the area and just a, a one defensive error and another game where we came home saying we should have won yeah. and obviously we ended up losing that one but there's been so many games I know should have is doesn't get you the points but yeah. end of the day we've got the performances there and the results will come exactly I've put my head on the line now and I, just, I honestly do believe that the results will come I think the only issue we've got and I was saying this to Simon in the car on the way up having our own little mini podcast between ourselves we were, we how dare you have a podcast without me sorry. how dare you sometimes you can't keep it in you got to <laughs> get it out there in the air um, and we just, I, it's sort of like a lot of people are pay, placing the blame on Flickcraft but I see two issues here and the second issue only comes after the first issue happens if the first one's solved then we'll have the second problem so the first one is the player's not doing their job so the amount of missed chances that we had you, you know we yeah. mentioned it uh, yeah. Oldham you know uh, obviously well we can list off that. the entire well, bloody fixture list can't yeah, we for that the games, yeah. Yeah. so we've missed chances and that Flickers can't do anything about that you know at the end of the day we're creating the chances that's important so we're, we're doing the right things but the players that have the chance to fall into are just not putting the back of the net. So maybe they may need to practice shoot a bit more, whatever. But their job is to put the ball in the back of the net and they haven't been doing it. Now, because they haven't been doing that, we should have had a lot of games, a three or four goal lead. Now we haven't. You know, we were going in with one goal lead, so whether it's 1 0, 2 1. And then we get into this sort of last 10 minutes of a game. And then this is where the problem comes in with, I, I would say, Flickcroft's decision-making sometimes. Yeah. Um, so and this is only happening because the first thing's happened. So the player's not putting the ball away. So he makes a few changes and it's sort of damned if it works. It damned if it, and obviously damned if it does it. Sort of, well, you know what I mean? I don't know. How, damned like, if he does, damned yeah, if he doesn't. Yeah. So um, obviously if it works and he gets praised, but unfortunately so far this season it hasn't worked. Uh, and you sort of hope he might learn from that but I think he's panicking I think at the end of the day he I, I genuinely feel he, he, he obviously cares about us winning games it's his yeah. job to care but I think he does care um, and I think as we'll hear from the players in, the, in a bit as well you know Matt Preston admitted they pretty much had a fight in the dressing room afterwards and they were at each other yeah, so it shows, it shows they care as well it? it's not like we're sitting here talking about uh, a performance where we've been turned over and the players not caring I think we've mm. had yeah. a spell of that Macclesfield away in the second half was a prime example but ever since then and maybe the odd five minutes there five minutes here I don't think there's been that show of players not caring they do genuinely care yeah. as does the manager yeah. but just to throw a spanner into works 
uh, you say there that you know that um you know the satellite that a bit of a an argument heated discussion in the in the dressing room, but yeah, I agree that you know we should be scoring more up front, but their equaliser we backed off. Exactly. And backed off, hmm. and th their striker Nicky Maynard were at middle, completely on his own. There were not one defender within two yards of him. Yeah. So you know, it, you can kind of say, well, but you're not doing your job up front, yeah. but you is, know, is that bad uh, defending though? Is that panicking? Well, were we panicking, and did we just lose our heads? It right? should have. It should have took somebody to take one for the team. If Macker had been playing, Macker had, had been straight on that player who were running with ball. And I know he's not, and he's yeah. injured, but it just needs that somebody just to close him down quicker. It's a bit, a bit like uh, Flickcroft said in his post-match interview about that save from Oleshnik should have been, been the save, win. Yeah. That should have been the thing that lifted the team and just think, right, you know, we've got to. You know, he, he's just won us that game. We, mm. we need to do everything we can to to keep it out of the net. But in some ways, it's like we celebrated that and just felt like that was full time. But obviously, it wasn't. There's still another two minutes to go. And uh, our concentration went. We panicked. I don't know. There's a combination of all sorts of things. I'm sure, people at home will say what they thought, but um, but that's you know eventually led to us getting a good point away from home. Well, that's a very apt place, Nath, to go and take a look at those comments that are coming in tonight. Well, Cam is obviously not with us this evening because he's supposed to be at a tech rehearsal um, for a panto. Oh no, it's not. He's in Burnley King. We've told you. <laughs> but even if he is, he's obviously not doing a lot because he's already commented uh, tonight. Um, he says evening, by the way. Uh, but he has put. He's got his. Uh, he's got his opinion in early. Uh, fair enough. People are going to sleep. Flickcroft for his tactics. But if a team of eleven players can't defend for seven extra minutes of a game, then they need to take a long look at themselves and find out why it's happening every single week. Um, and Paul says, I think we're all frustrated to the hilt, Craig. We just have to keep going, and I hope we can turn a corner soon and hold on to our leads and take the three points. We have the potential to do this. Christmas, I think, is the benchmark. Uh, we are all looking towards regarding promotion. Um, let's go on, on Cam's point first. I think, uh, as Matt Preston says in his post-match, which we'll hear uh, very shortly indeed, um, he was asked the question, what more can the manager do? And Matt Preston said, nothing. It's us. We've got to do it. As a collective, it's the players which have got to do it. And going back to how we ended up taking a point away from, from Barry Nath, you made the point, you know, seven minutes or, or what have you comes in game management that save that election it makes should have been the save yeah. but we had the opportunity and I'm not pinning the blame on Bishop here for a second I think he's been one of the best players for the entire season mm -hmm. he took a knock early against Berry and that affected his game clearly um, but it got to the 96th minute and he had the ball in midfield and he smashed it long and it went out of play mm. and then what we didn't do as a collective was we didn't push up that extra two, three yards and hold that high line we dropped back and let them come onto us and it's that little bit of game management which is costing us week yeah. in, week out and I don't think that's, that's something that you can coach But was Flickcroft telling them to push out or was I mean, he leaving that? I can categorically tell you, yeah. but from I'm, I'm just I know because I weren't there, so I'm just trying to. And get, this is where a little bit of the, the merging of li the lines come comes in, and why I was really pleased that we had a low gate on Tuesday. And I know that sounds wrong, but I'll come on to that in a minute. Um, but I can tell you categorically that on on Saturday, when Bishop punted that ball upfield, Flickcroft was not standing in his area 
telling players to sit back he was screaming at them to get forward and push up because yeah. they took that, that throw relatively quickly put the long ball forward and before we knew it we were on the back foot he was physically screaming as he has been for the last yeah, three or four games game brief, didn't he as yeah. well. I remember that well I, I don't think there's any doubt that he's he's certainly not ordering the players to be staying back and dropping back That's, I mean I don't know what coach would say that to be honest but and I think you can say he's doing what he can to try and get them out this is my thing like I mentioned about those two stages thing I feel like we're getting to the second stage now and we're starting to panic I think because now we're getting this in our heads I think it's more of a psychological thing now it's you know the more while we've got a one goal lead you know and we can't we can't seem to hold it for, for the life of us so we're getting to these late stages and we're just psychologically dropping off and we're, we're dropping back we're dropping back and then all you're doing then is inviting pressure and what what else can you do I think we I guess you could say Tuesday night a little bit. We held a, we had a one goal lead in the end, and we held on. But it's check a trade, different circumstances. Different circumstances. But we need that to happen in the league where we give a very good. You know, that's it. Sounds we need to be under the cosh for a good fifteen minutes towards the end of the game and win and hold on because that'll give the belief that they can actually hold a lead. I just think it's psychological at the moment. I think it? that that's got to be a, a big part of it, hasn't it? It's like that psychological thing of we've been in that position you know three or four times now and, and it's gone against us I mean people were looking at the stats last week uh, compared to where we were last season this season that sort of thing which we'll touch upon a little bit more uh, in a minute but it, it's got to be a, a mental thing now isn't it and, and you can't train for that you can't prepare for that you've just got to be mentally ready there's nothing more the management and the coaching can do apart from doing it in training I think but how can you do that in there's training no, there's not the same how pressure, can you replicate yeah, that, that no, pressure I, I agree there's not the yeah. same pressure so you know you, you can do it in training but it don't have the same effect as what you would do in, a, in an actual game sort of thing and I do think like Nathan says the, the players start to panic when it gets to a certain point in the game where you know we are winning 2-1 and they're thinking oh my god you know it, it, it's getting towards that time and yeah. and you know I'm putting it now panic station yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we all are aren't we when it's Guess, one yeah and it's you like you, it. you're looking at clock and it's like oh, it's, it's 20 to 5 it's, yeah. it's 42 it's, and it's 43 it's 5 minutes to go it's still we 5 go, minutes yeah. to go and it's like and every attack that the opposition have you're like oh no yeah. oh no this is it this is it and then when we clear it it's like but then it comes back and you're like, oh no, here we go again. And I, I honestly think that the players, some of the players are like that and it and it needs a level head yeah. like Neil Bishop, like Christian Pierce, just to just to, you know, just just calm it down, just play some easy football sort of thing. And that that's all it takes. I mean some of the football on Tuesday night, it would just um passed it right you know instead of punting it right yeah. downfield and you know we were, we were playing it Christian were like trying to play it out from defence taking I know it's a different opposition to what we would have in mm. league but, but but these boys are playing at higher division than what we do anyway even though they're younger exactly. than us so they're a better quality level than what we are so yeah. to play like Christian did against some of them strikers were good and I think we need to take that on into the into the league and just just play easy balls instead of like looking for this intricate yeah, pass rather than yeah, yeah to, to yeah. kill a game off rather than I, I just if we get stage one right of putting that ball in the net and making sure we've got more than a one goal lead we don't have to worry about stage two because we've got nothing to panic about and I think that's probably where 
ultimately the main frustration isn't it because we're playing good football we're playing well we're creating and we're getting chances but it's just not in the back of our net I'd be more worried if we weren't creating as well absolutely yeah, and let's just hope that we are yeah and we are so hopefully it, it will come I think keep your comments uh, coming in tonight really want to hear from you this evening obviously uh, no cam tonight he's uh, doing whatever he's doing so uh, we are a member like so as always we want to encourage you to have your say on your team we'll talk a little bit more um, about the same old story as the stags draw late on but we also want to hear from you what needs to change other than the mindset is it a system thing is it a personnel thing you know is who is to blame is it Flickcroft is it the coaching or is it the players well let's get the thoughts of uh, Matt Preston on uh, on that game uh, away at Bury. that two to draw obviously scored uh, one of the goals as well let's hear his thoughts on what needs to change is it uh, the players is it something Flickcroft's doing or is it just a run of bad luck here's the thoughts of Matt Preston we're very frustrated at the minute um yeah, I thought that the goal that I scored would have been the winner and then they've pulled back a, a last-minute equaliser and it's, it's just deflated us. You can tell by the way I'm talking, it's just it's killed us, but we'll have to bounce back. We can't allow some of their key players to turn and run at us uh, the way that they have. Um, at the same time, we've had a lot, of, um, a lot of opportunities today to put the game to bed. We've had three, four opportunities to, to kill the game and we haven't. And in the end, we've had to try and hold on to a 1-0 lead, which I think we should have done, but... We haven't, and for whatever reason, he's he's free in the middle of the box, and he's scored a goal, which isn't acceptable from a defensive and a team point of view. So we have to be better. It's just not going our way at the minute. Um, I'd say we've had a good four, four maybe five clear-cut one-on-one ch- chances that I think have to be goals. They should be killing the game for us, and I think we're unfortunate. But at the same time, they just they have to be like the gaffer saying at the minute. We have to just be more clinical. We have to have that bit of finesse about us to put them away, and we're not. It's down to us as players. It's down to us to our own like um, our own standards. We have to be better uh, in front of goal. Um, like we were still the the best defensive record in the minute at the minute. Um, I think we're just in front of goal at the minute. It's just not going our way. Uh, and like I said, we have to up our standards to meet the requirements of where we want to be. That's Matt Preston speaking to iFollow. If you want to watch that video in full, uh, go to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. He said there, Sai, about um, who was to blame. He says, it's us, it's our responsibility as players. And I think, obviously, the fact that we've got a bit of a break now as well in terms of the postponements, that'll be playing on the minds a little bit. And I think psychologically, even though you know we were saying about the psychological thing about conceding late and that gets that stage in games... I think that niggling little thing of it's our fault, we've got to pull it right, I think that's going to be a benefit to us by the time the next game comes round because we're going to Swindon, Flickcroft's ex-club, there'll be a little bit of uh, bad blood there, I, I think there will be because of the circumstances and the way it came to us. And came to us. Um, but, you know, I think that's going to play on them and I think if you can harness that and channel that in the right positive way, I think that niggling thing of it's our fault we've got to change it I think there'll be three or four characters who make that extra step up and do change it I there, think need, there needs to be otherwise we're just going to be the team that draw every game the draw specialist the draw specialist and I think we've had that title before in the past in a few seasons um, yeah you're right and Matt Preston's right there you know the, the, you've got to take some responsibility when you cross that white line you know, it is frustrating. 
you know if, if, if you're if you're a defender and you're doing your job at back and somebody up front's not doing their job up front it, it, it makes you frustrated and it's like I don't know it, it, it almost makes you think why do I bother if they're not doing their job why, why am I doing mine sort of thing and it, there needs to be um, like you say a few characters step up and for Swindon there will be bad blood and hopefully we we can't get sucked into that yeah we've got to we, we've got to be professional and and not get sucked into all that bad blood and if there's a nasty challenge goes in on somebody you know you've just got to let the referee deal with it and just just get on with it sort of thing we're asking on Facebook at the moment about um, what should and what shouldn't change um, and, and what sort of the, the issue is at the moment. So keep your comments coming in on there. Um, comment from Gary, Gary Herrett, a very good evening to you. Uh, he says, could fitness be an issue as we start off pressing and closing down really effectively? Is the, is the tank empty on 80 minutes? Can we do it for nearly 100 minutes? A change of manager makes no difference we struggled last season and drew the same games under a totally different regime. Great point about the fitness, Nath. Yeah, um, it's a hard one to judge, really, um, because I know last season when Flitcroft came in, obviously when we were all trying to find out more about his managerial uh, sort of... Uh, how Pedigree he works background. as a manager. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I was for. Um, one of the things that came out was that he really liked his players fit and he, he does do... A lot longer training sessions from what previous manager man, managers have done. Um, so you'd like to say, and I know, I know, at the start of the season, there was all I think we we're all commenting that the team looked fit. So I don't know. It, is it down to size of the squad? I, I doubt that. So is it, I I, it's not that like we played a lot. We played less games than other teams as well. So I, I'm still sitting on the side of it being more of a psychological thing. Because end of the day, if you're it might look like they're unfit but it's more maybe they're getting mentally drained because it's got to that stage and they've probably got that frustrated throughout the whole game not putting the chances away and you know not getting the rubber of green or whatever and then they've got to you know this 80 minute mark and it looks like we're not fit but I think it's more mentally drained than anything keep your comments uh, coming in let's hear your thoughts on uh, all things uh, Barry will talk about the checker trade trophy we'll also have a little look at the training ground coming up uh, later on as well we'll hear from director Steve Hymas on that he's moving ever ever closer now uh, to being there we'll talk about postponements and international call-ups uh, as well as we uh, continue uh, our look at all things Mansfield Town this week and a little look towards mental health as well keep your comments coming in uh, as always time now though uh, to hear from the Stags boss let's hear what he's got to say uh, as he reflects on uh, that game uh, away at Bury, the 2-2 draw let's hear from Stags boss David Flickcroft Worthy got seven minutes from I'm still trying to work out um, you know and, and, and it gives everyone a lift we got three minutes the other day at our, our, at our own game um, so where the seven minutes come from I'll, you know we'll, we'll see where that's come from but it give everyone in the stadium a lift I think even the home fans here sort of laughed at, at the seven minutes you know and, uh, and we've not seen it out you know the kids got they've opened us up you know Bobby's save should have been the match winning save you know it, it, it should have inspired the boys with, with two or three minutes to go to and give them a lift and you know it's a phenomenal save it's point blank he's raced off his line um, but in that one moment that's the moment for me when I think back as a player where I'd have been just supercharged at that moment um, 
in knowing that you know Bobby's just just secured us three points. Um, you know, but we 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 just lack that last bit of concentration. Um, so listen, it's two parts. You know, it's it's not getting that bit right and then finishing them off again. You know, at two one before we scored. Um, you know, we've got opportunities with Danny when he's come on. Then he set it to uh, Timmy Timmy Elsnick. You know, hit the target. Um, and then um, CJ's cross, he's got in brilliantly down this side, slid it for Danny. And, you know, he's probably two inches from, from, from an open goal. Do you know what I mean? There's pressure on the kid. but So we've got to, we've got to really focus on both things. It's, it's the same. It's the exact same thing. Defending is about focus and concentration. But scoring goals is, you know, in, in them real important moments, it only ever matters what you do in them, in them two boxes, you know, to win a football match. Stags boss David Flitcroft there speaking after that game at home to Barry. We'll hear more from him uh, later on in the show, of course. So uh, keep your comments coming in. We'll turn our attentions in a couple of minutes or so uh, to that um, to the, uh, the the next uh, next fixture, which is of course um, that. Uh, game against uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers under 21s under 23s under 25s whatever you want to call them um, on Tuesday night as always uh, keep your comments coming I really want to hear from you tonight let's move swiftly on then to that game on Tuesday night against Wolverhampton Wanderers under 21s Nath two games in and we've qualified we're through we're oh, on our way to Wembley easy isn't it it's a, you know uh, I mean, there's a quite a low crowd there, but I'm sure they'll all be there uh, come, well, I don't know when the final is, May, April-ish time. Uh, I'm sure they'll all be there supporting us at Wembley. But no, we did what I needed to do, I think. Um, you know, especially going away, I think, to Lincoln, that was a, probably a, a, quite a big result, really, when you look at it. You know, they, when they've just won the, the competition and seem to be still taking it really, to, you know, quite seriously. So... Um, to uh, to qualify for two games is a, is only a positive thing. It's another ten grand, uh, you know, into the pot, and um, you know we'll see what we get. Obviously, we've got one more to play anyway, but we'll see what we get after that. So. And it's not like there's not anything to play for in that game either side because where you are in terms of home or away depends on where you finish in the group. And at the minute, whilst we've qualified, we could still finish second and qualify, mm. um, depending on if Scunthorpe beat beat us so we need at least to draw in that third group game next month to obviously win the group and therefore have a home tie and surely you know the one thing about the Chepa Trade Trophy is you can get drawn you can get some really annoying places to go and, and draw so because of the congestion of fixtures and the backlog the one thing we want to make sure of is we're at home, is, is we're at home yeah, surely not, not travelling around all over the country on a Tuesday night <laughs> uh, yeah you know it, 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 it's good you know we, we do need to get that elusive point or three points if we can uh, we are at home aren't we against yes yeah. so so you know it, it might draw a little few more people in depending on depending on how we're doing in the league to when we get to the Checker Trade Trophy you know that game whether you know whether we hopefully we've turned that corner and we've, we've started to knock some goals in sort of thing so it might be a case of more people turn up you know, to see some goals sort of thing and hopefully a good match I, I think at the end of the day um, whether even though it's sort of a nothing game when we play Scunthorpe apart from the home and away say we don't even care about that like I, it's just momentum like we keep saying yeah. these cup competitions should be used for momentum so 
Um, I, I don't care if it's a nothing game. It's, let's say it didn't even guarantee you a home or away. I still want to go out there and put some players on the pitch that need a bit of confidence or whatever, and uh, and maybe try a couple of things. But ultimately, go to win it because, like we keep saying, cup competitions for me, it's all about momentum, and you can take that into the league. And the good thing there is, I mean, if you look at the way it's fallen this this year compared to last year, last year it was you know we played two League Two clubs. One of them was a, a local local rival in, in Notts County, and and what have you um, and, and obviously Lincoln as well and then we played Everton under 23s under 21s whatever um, in the last group game and because that was the last group game it was a bit of um, it was a bit of a sort of a dead a dead rubber we weren't sure if we were going to go through we managed to scrape through yeah. by beating them but this time round we've actually had if you look at the way the fixtures have fallen on paper you've had the reigning champions of the competition away tough place to go then you've had a really good academy side and they are a really good academy side a well drilled yeah. academy side with some great players yeah. um, and beat them on our own patch and then the, th- the final game in the group is a league one side mm. a good league one side as well so I think that is, if anything is going to show realistically for me yes we're going to we'll make changes as you inevitably do and as will they but that will be a good level to show where we're at in terms of players wise and fitness wise and competitive wise as a squad yeah I mean if we can top the group I mean it's, it's a it's a pretty strong group isn't it so um, I think we can take a lot of confidence out of that you know despite the fact that there's going to be changes and, all, and not you know you could, people say they don't care about it but I think they only say that when they actually get knocked out to be honest so because uh, they didn't like they didn't want them bothered isn't it but, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll take we were having this conversation at work today I'll take you back to the FA Trophy back in 2011 nobody cared when we were playing works of away at Ilkeston in the first round on that yeah. stupid cold November whatever it was whatever it was night but suddenly we got to Wembley we were the per- worst team you know that we'd ever been in yeah, the Mansfield shirt yeah. and we got to Wembley and all of a sudden there were 26 whatever thousand Mansfield fans yeah like there's Mansfield fans <laughs> bands yeah bands <laughs> is a key word yeah so in inverted commas yeah but let's look at the positives from Tuesday night obviously the inevitable did happen seven changes um, but there were some standout performances and for me I was actually really really pleased to see all Maori start you don't appreciate um, you could do that one, yes. I was, you're right. But I actually thought he had a really good game. I'm, I, I understand why he was taken off when he was because obviously he's got to fly out, he's going to play international football and, and what have you. Yeah, taken a knock not long before. And he'd taken a knock as well, as you say. But I was really, really impressed with him. And up to that point, I think he was my man of the first half, if we can call it that. I, I was really impressed with him. Disagree. Why? Because I didn't think he was that good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, he did a lot of running yeah but seemed to lose the ball quite a lot and they seemed to close him down quite a bit I, he set Mellis up for the goal yeah but apart from that I would say that's the only thing he did my man and a match with Christian Pierce yeah overall overall yeah I, I, I agree with that over the course you know, of that really really I, I was, I'm just saying that I thought Amari had a good 45 minutes no Nath <laughs> he didn't disgrace himself but I'm not going to say he. Well, say we had a game on Saturday. I'm not going to say he's uh, to start for for Saturday's game either. It, it was sort of like it showed some potential or some you know some positive aspects, but not enough for me to uh, to grant him a place in the starting team. And he 
to for me he, he's attitude when he got took off yeah I was disappointed I was disappointed was, was a little that. bit would stank a little bit because he didn't acknowledge David Flickcroft he didn't no. act on, acknowledge any of the other subs he threw his shirt down and just sat down and when Jordan Graham come off and they, they go down the line don't yeah. they and Amari just looked at him and didn't even you know say good game to him or like that I find that disappointing. And I find that, and I find that a little bit, you know, that's a lo- to me that's selfish. Just because yeah. you've had a bad game, uh, not a great game, and been took off, that's not the reason to take it out on the other players. Yeah, especially a young lad who's got his first midfield start. Yeah, and he's knocking to be on door. Didn't disgrace himself either, did he? Really, Jordan Graham. Thought he had a thought he had a, yeah, 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 an all right game, yeah. a bit like Amara. Really. Yeah. He did some good things and some not so good things, but you can't knock him. He's a young lad. He's come out. He's, you know, he's come out. He's, he's tried. So, uh, what more can you really ask? You, for this you could tell that he's just not quite ready for the first team. Yeah, in in the way that he's playing and and some of the things that he did, you can just tell that he's he's just not quite ready to get that starting. Yeah, definitely but not starting, but... I it's mean, coming. You, you can see it's coming. I mean, yeah. you, you roll back to sort of West Brom away. I thought he did superb when he came on there. He nearly got a goal, didn't he? Yeah, he exactly. So he has got the potential there. And, I and think obviously that's he scored that goal thing. against Derby in, in pre-season when he did the, the good closing down work as well. Yeah. So he's got the potential. The potential is certainly there, and obviously that's why he's in amongst the, uh, you know, the first team with training and, and the match day squad, obviously. I mean... Partly, to, you know, part of that is the fact that we haven't got many strikers in the squad. In the squad, but you know, I'm not taking anything away from him. He, he's earned to be there, and he's shown why. He's got, you know, on, on occasions that he, he can do it. So, keep your comments uh, coming in. Uh, plenty coming in since um, since. Uh, the last time we had a little look Shelley says uh, I said it last week David hasn't got the funds massive wage bill just sitting at home for one reason or another uh, another manager coming in will still have the same issues talking about obviously the, the squad size and that uh, and things like that we shouldn't um, be talking about that we, should, uh, really, we are because we are, but it, wobbly heads as uh, Murray used to call them uh, yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in the fan base isn't they a lot, quite a lot of them actually but we shouldn't be talking about that uh, Callum says uh, probably a really unpopular opinion the results will come I know people say it all the time but I see it coming I don't think it's an unpopular opinion I think that's a, I think that's a, a unacceptable a, Callum I'm so mad that's, that's a lie. <laughs> he, he agrees completely. That's the same thing, didn't I? So, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Gary says £20,000 uh, for winning the last two games in the Checker Trade Trophy. We cannot deny that at this level, that this is the equivalent of another 1,000 spectators paying on the night. I enjoyed it. Um, I think that's a pretty spot on yeah. comment, isn't it? You know, the, the, people disgrace this competition wrongly, but the prize money for. A side like us, and we've spoken about this in numerous episodes about the budget, con- the budget constraints. If we can beat um, Scunthorpe, that's another ten grand, yeah, thirty grand, and then is there a bonus for getting through as well? And I think there's a bonus for winning the group, and then there's about I think it goes up to twenty-five, yeah. something like that, for winning your next game. I mean, so you realistically could be looking at. Obviously, I don't know about looking at the actual figures, but you could be looking at maybe say. 50 grand just for the, the group stages for winning all your games you know if we do go on to do that and qualifying so it's not you know it's nothing to be turning your nose up it's, it's good money for our level 
Certainly, there's more comments uh, coming in. Uh, Gary says, my man of the match was Atkinson, misses included, as he got there to miss them. 50p. Spot on, yeah, 50p, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever you want. I think Flickcroft referred to him as Swearhead or something. It's right, yeah. <laughs> brilliant from yeah. him. Ah. Uh, 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 that cool needs a new head. <laughs> I, I can't do an impression. Of, I need to work on my Flickcroft impression. Yeah, to be fair. I can do Dave and Dave and Rosie and Oh Mary, but that's about it. Um, more comments coming through. Um, Callum says, "I should hope Amari was just being careful of injury." I don't think he was brilliant being very shy going into challenges and when people put pressure on him I agree with that and I, I can see why people didn't um, rate him as much as probably what I did I just felt that for me I think we've been lacking I think this maybe comes from the Walker thing we've been lacking that striker to drop a little bit deeper and to have those intricate touches and get involved and with that bit of pace um, Rich says I didn't rate Amari either thought they were particularly positive performances from Benning, Pierce, Atkinson and Mellis uh, and Callum says I went on Tuesday and enjoyed it for a tenner you get a game of football supporting your club and even got to see us score two goals and not concede in the last minute Didn't uh, don't see why people are slating people for going um, Shelley says non-league player Amari Sterling James to me uh, would have never offered him extended contract I would, t- I would have transferred him at the end of last season so mixed opinions on Amari and clearly I'm, in, I'm, I'm on the wrong yeah, you're the only one that's I'm the only one <laughs> yeah, you always like the rubbish players though don't you <sighs> I don't know. Who you can't, I don't know who you're talking about. To be honest, I think. I mean, goal scoring, Paul Digby. I mean, at least he can score. It. I don't know what can Will Atkinson do. Only joking. Well, I think you've played fantastic over the last couple of games. Uh, whilst uh, these these guys rib me uh, for that, let's hear from David Flickcroft again. Yeah, it's twice. Uh, we'll hear from him three times uh, tonight because one lot of David Flickcroft just isn't enough. It's as simple uh, as that. Uh, let's hear from the Stags boss then uh, as he reflects on uh, all things uh, cup progress let's hear his thoughts on uh, whether the stakes should be uh, progressing in this competition or not here's David Flickcroft any competition is important you know and uh, there's a chance of getting to Wembley um, I've been it's a phenomenal place and it's something that this competition gives us as a League 2 club an opportunity to to get there and um, I think you take any game of football seriously but you know uh, I think with the Lincoln game um, we won it last year and then and then tonight's game because these can be tricky you know they've got they've got powerful players they've got quick players they've got players that think quick and really technically good and if you're not switched on and then that's why I'm alerting back to Piercy super switched on all night marshalled the two lads alongside him really well uh, then you've got the a- attitude and application from Will Atkinson and Mal Benning you know so that back five and and, and the um the levels that, that Conrad's at you know he's made a really good save for staff but uh, we, listen we could have put that to bed after 10 minutes you know quite easily um, it looked like it had gone over the line the first the first header off square at Atkinson um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no we're, uh, we're yeah it, it was a good it was a good performance from the boys yeah that's David Flickcroft there talking about Will Squarehead Atkinson and uh, other things uh, as well keep your comments uh, coming in as always still talking all things uh, checker trade um, let's talk about players who made an impact obviously we've we've gone down the Sterling James route um, but there was other changes uh, as well Neil Bishop is suspended for the ne- for the next game away at Swindon, which means we're a little bit light on midfielders. But it was a chance for Jacob Mellis after his suspension to come in and get a full night of Bruce But how did you think Mellis did? Obviously, got the opening goal. How do you think he did? That's about all he did. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion, you know, he 
I don't think he's uh, he's got this attitude where he, he thinks he's I me personally thinks he's better thinks he's better than what he is and as soon as he realises he's a League 2 player the better off he'll be because he'll become a lot better player as soon as he realises this that's just my opinion yeah. I'd, I actually thought he had an ok first half to be fair obviously like, he got the goal and I think he came out and I think this, this alludes to a bit what you were saying about his attitude I think he's come out thinking oh, I'm playing against some, some young lads here I'm going to boss this sort of thing and in some ways the confidence helped him a little bit because he played better than he did uh, what was the last game he played in uh, I can't we came on at Barry. Barry didn't he yeah. I don't think he did anything no. he did he it was awful so uh, I think he came out he did better than that because I think he had that confidence and arrogance which can work for some players but it's just not working for him I think he, he's got it but he needs to sort of bring it down a few levels for it to really work like 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 the Simon's just for it to work in his favour yeah I mean it's free kick you know if that had gone in that would have been a fabulous free kick but for a good save it was a very good save by the keeper as well he got, he got himself across well yeah. that, didn't he uh, talking Melis Gary says in the comments Melis started and finished, finished the move uh, with his goal on Tuesday he did bring a different skill level to the midfield be interesting when uh, he and Bish play together I don't think him and Bishop will play together I think it's it's one it's either or I think Bishop uh, rightly so from his performances so far is probably, is probably the, mm. the name on the team sheet one of the first names on the team sheet to yeah. be fair yeah I'd agree with that yeah um, Peter, uh, Peter says one question um, the team photo in Tuesday's programme included Anderson whatever is the issues between him and Flickcroft needs to be sorted why is he not involved as he's clearly part of Mansfield Town FC and so why are we not using him he's training with the under 18s um, for reasons that are reasons that's that's it isn't it we just need to accept just need to accept probably not gonna it's not going to happen feature for us is he so I, I, I don't mm. think I don't know what else can be done yeah. about that really it's, I think yeah. whatever's happened is it's happened and uh, I, you know it's up to them to sort it out but if it's not going to be resolved I, I, it's frustrating and it's you know you know we know he's probably going to be one of the higher paid players at the club so, and you want you don't want them to just be wasted you know well, I want them to be wasted but there's something going on we don't know about by the looks of it and uh, for whatever reason it's not not featuring so it's a tough one isn't it because that's an area where a lot of times we said we need a player to come in and step in but Atkinson's doing the job at the moment so I think he's doing I think he's doing a really really good job at the minute as you say so he's playing really well isn't he really well yeah besides his square head (laughs) yeah get a file I'll sort that out yeah I don't know where these uh, like these little turns and you know just like flicking it back and going around the defenders (laughs) I don't know where that's come from you know yeah, that that smell in Portugal must uh, you know have got to his head. Well, that's <laughs> it, isn't it? It's, it's a really it's time of Ronaldo. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's, Chris, it's Cristiano and Will Atkinson like that. Yeah, best, <laughs> mate, best mates. Uh, let's talk about another one of the changes on Tuesday and uh, something which has popped up on Twitter uh, this week. When you do something like this, or write a match report, or a blog, or whatever, or a podcast, or whatever, you do leave yourself open to exposure. Conrad Logan was criticised for his part in the uh, in in the Wolves' goal. What did you make of it? Mate, I just thought it was a great free kick. Dave, <laughs> I don't think you said that earlier, did you? Yeah. 
Are you trying to screw him up? He's not saying that anything. I don't know. I've not, I've not had a conversation with Craig's him. Craig's dad said it earlier. That it was Conrad's position yeah, that we're all I wrong. Knew, I knew I somebody said about his position. Yeah, I, I, said, like, I just said it were a great Greek king. <laughs> right, okay. I, I didn't know. I, I, yeah, I knew somebody said it long. I was like, thanks, he said it. Thanks, mate. Yeah, so yeah, I'm trying to put you under the bus. Just to put in a bit of pressure there, just to see. I see stagecoach going past. I'll just turn myself in front of it. Other bus centres are more reliable and available. But I, I can't, I, I can't comment because obviously I can't see his position, and I've not really had it described to me. So, from what I can gather, it was a, it was a good free kick, but without really being able to scrutinise his position and whether he could have got to it and stuff, I, I, I can't comment on that. I think the question in, in in the comment made by the person um, was that he didn't dive. And didn't save it. But you sort of want them to go for it, don't you? Yeah. So I, it's really hard because sometimes when it, when it, when a uh, free well a shot is taken, sometimes if you just not I don't know you see it and you're not quite ready for it, which you could still blame him for, I suppose in some ways. But you just don't go for it. You just know you're not going to get to it. I don't know. It's a. I guess you sort of want to see you keep a try, don't you? Regardless, but if it's that good of a free kick, then what's the point? <laughs> Tough one. He'd have been diving for fresh air anyway, so. Exactly. Well, yeah. Oh, it's all good fun. Uh, Keep your comments coming in as usual. Let's turn our attentions now to Saturday and the fact that we've got absolutely nothing to do on Saturday because there's no game. Because, (laughs) yet again, Mansfield Town have gone uber international. Pierce is off for Barbados. Ryan Sweeney off with Republic of Ireland under 21s. And oh, Mary is on the plane uh, to go and play for St. Kitts again. Um, which means a, a postponement and to be honest it's frustrating as it is to have a postponement so when two of your back three who are playing really really well as a partnership uh, are out and then you've not really got a, a, a strong enough replacement and that includes your captain as well mm. I think it's probably the right decision isn't it? Yeah and also what you've got to look at is your midfielder has been suspended it's just suspension yep. there's another factor to bring into that Macca out for seven weeks it's yep. seven weeks with a knee injury so you're down to bare bones and that that's no disrespect to players like Lewis Gibbons who could probably come into the defence he would definitely do well, a job he would, he would, he would, he would, he would you have on the bench not, exactly, exactly. there were no defenders exactly. on the bench you'd have to bring in the youth players who have not featured you know, at all so yeah. yeah I would say it's probably the, the, the right decision it's, I think the only frustration comes from the fact that we want to get that two-all draw out of our system and we want, we want to keep mm. going. We don't want these Tuesday yeah. nights. But sometimes, you, you know, having that game in hand can come in handy when you, if you start getting on a, on a run. I would rather I, play... Yeah. Um, I would rather play, like, Crew or Grimsby, the two games which are off, when we're in form and we're scoring than at the minute when we're conceding late. You could look at it either way. I mean, you could look at Grimsby saying, well... They're a team that you you probably fancy us beating at the moment, so you could look at that now. Would it be a good time to have it now? Because then it ba- you know we could bounce back from the two two two, two draw like you just said, and hopefully get a few goals and get that monkey for back now. Or like you say, do we 
you know, I mean, I hate one o'clock kickoffs anyway, so I'm happy it's on a yeah. like Tuesday night. I'm, I'm quite pleased about that. The well, only what, negative what, you know, that, what you don't know is it's kickoff at five. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah the only negative, though, is the fact that obviously, with it being a Saturday, there would have probably been upwards of 4,000 at the one course stadium on Saturday. Mm. And on a Tuesday night, you're going to struggle to, to get probably two and a half, three. Maybe it depends when it is. I mean, like you say, if we start going on a bit of a run. Um, and of course, you've got yeah. the FA Cup weekends. If we both go out of the first round, we could play at weekend, oh, second round weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah so <laughs> there are there are options aren't there there yeah. are options but I, I don't think it's I, I, I'm with you I think it was a good decision and that you know had to happen really especially I panicked a little bit on um, on Saturday when I, Benning picked up a quite an injury didn't he I mean he obviously managed to carry on his come through alright thankfully but it only takes a player to get injured early in that Grimsby game and when you look at the bench and there's nobody no, no one to come on that has anything to do with the first team you know it's, it's it's not worth the risk. It's really not. Now, we've heard from Flickcroft once, we've heard from him twice. Shall we go for the hat-trick? Why not? Yeah, why, why not? not? Let's hear his thoughts, the, the thoughts of the Stags manager. Here's David Flickcroft talking about postponements on Saturday. The difficulties, when the crew game was off, we tried uh, tried desperately to, to fit it in, you know, as soon as, and uh, that, it was proving real difficult from crew's end. It was proving real difficult to get the game on. And... Um, you know, when you've got that international call, you hope that both teams want to play the game quick, but, you know, sort of crew didn't. So you're waiting and waiting and waiting to try and catch them three points up. Um, but I think the, the way the internationals fell in terms of two centre-halves that have been key to keeping, you know, one of the best defensive records in the league, um, that's the difficulty in itself, do you know what I mean? Uh, we've got players like uh, Amari, you know, and I've not utilised him, you know, much this season, um, you know. But I think Pierce is in really good form. Sweeney's been outstanding since he's come in, um, and you're taking away three of the back line. Do you know what I mean? It's two of the two of the back line. So uh, and with Whitey, Whitey was a doubt, um, but but he come through. We had to let Grimsby know, I think by one o'clock, or I think there was a, a sanction on it that you had to let them know by a certain time. And Whitey only got through training about, you know, around about that time to come through and, and then do do well tonight. I've got Bishu suspended, got Alex McDonald who, who's out, um, you know, and, and Craig Davis. So, um, you know, it's, it's one we'll get, you know, we'll get back obviously, but uh, it's just one of them things. It's um, it's to have three internationals playing at League Two is is, is unusual. Um, and I think it's more logistically the positions of the players that have have, uh, have have warranted the game being called off. It's David Flickcroft there speaking after speaking after Tuesday's game at, at uh, home to Wolves under 21s talked about postponements about Saturday's game uh, being off of course uh, and that's it no more Flickcroft and that's it that's, we've, we've drawn a line uh, it's right though in what he says though in there isn't it you know it, it must be frustrating from a squad point of view and but when you take those two key elements uh, away from you know what we've been doing in, in the back line especially the way we've been defending lately I think it's pivotal. It's interesting about the crew thing as well, that they were hesitant to rearrange it quickly. That's an interesting one. I know we've got them at the end of the month now, it's yeah. been sorted, but that's an interesting comment, isn't it? That they didn't want to, to get the game played early. Did they perhaps fear our form a little I'll, bit? Did, well, yeah, I would, I would go along with that. You know, they probably didn't... Want to draw? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't fancy a point, yeah. <laughs> they, they wanted not. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
No, they, they probably looked at looked at us and, and how we've been playing, and I think that that's a credit to Manso that they didn't want to rearrange it that quickly of how we've been playing, sort of thing. And if they know that their form's dipped, obviously we're going to want to play them where they're not in a very good form, and we are. So we will probably wanting to play it quicker than what they actually organised it by. And, but for them to kind of be hesitant could only be a critic to us, surely. Yeah, it's, it's got to say, it's got to speak volumes, doesn't it? It'd be interesting to see how quickly the, the Grimsby ones rearrange. But I, I'd expect that one to be put on the back burner for a little bit because with yeah. the, you know, potential cup weekends as well. Obviously, FA Cup first round coming up, we go out of that. Second round weekend will be free. Yada yada yada. Check a trade then. Check a trade. To contend with you know on the road to Wembley and all that. So many positives <laughs> on the pitch. What about off the pitch though? The training ground is nearing opening. Obviously, um, we'll hear from Steve Hymas in a minute. I can't wait for it to be open and, and for people to be under the same roof because one thing which I've, I've not included tonight you can watch it and you can listen to it in full on iFollow and I definitely suggest you do that Flitcroft said in his interview was about the training ground and about the Checker Trade Trophy and bringing the younger players through he wants to spend time dedicating train, dedicated time after first team training with the younger the older younger pros and, co- and coaching them, which is, can only be seen as a positive thing. We've got a manager who actively wants to get involved with coaching those young players, and if they're going to be under the same roof, he's going to have the opportunity to do it. Yeah, um, again, uh, it can only be a good thing, and he can see. You know, you can. You've only got people's words for it when they're playing elsewhere and things like that. So for him to physically see somebody doing well, then obviously he can actually. You know, integrate them into the first team like Jordan has and Lewis has. You know, I know we've not seen them in the first team regularly, but they're in and about, so they're on the fringes. And I just. They're training yeah, every day. Yeah. They're, not, they're not being sent off to train with Nelson no. Coops. They are training with the first team. They are first team squad players. So to get out, to get more more local lads. To train with like the first team is only a good thing for Mansfield Town, I think. Looking forward to it opening. Let's hear um, from Steve Hymas, one of the men uh, behind the uh, opening of that uh, and the development of that new training ground. Here's uh, Steve Hymas speaking to iFollow earlier this week. We're looking uh, partially handing over at the end of this week and then uh, probably by the end of next week it'll be all done and landscaped. It'll have a major benefit uh, for everybody, you know, from the under sevens leading up to under 18s. The first team can come down here and get on some extra grass, so it's going to benefit the whole club. The whole build, it's been a couple of years coming now, which every big project does. You know, some people got a bit frustrated because it weren't happening quick enough, but any big project takes a lot of years in the planning, so it's been maybe three years in total, but we're getting there now, we can see light at the end of the tunnel. It's basically, we want to move on to the next level as a club. Um, Obviously, youth setup, setup. Uh, we're in his fourth year now, and the whole youth setup, we can start and produce our own players. It's like a legacy. Um, it's something you can look back on in, in future years when I'm old and decrepit, and come up here and just watch some youth games. Steve Hymas there speaking to Eiffel. It looks a really nice setup down there. I'm really looking forward to seeing the finished article. It'd be good to get the reserve games down there get them on at night please so we can go and watch them maybe do a couple of podcasts from down there or something I'm looking forward to it it's that community spit that community sort of um, 
idea that idea of you know being together under a, a one roof is appealing not just for us as, as fans but also in the future nature as well for potential players coming to the club as well yeah that's it I mean we've spoke about it in some previous po- podcasts haven't we about how it's uh, you know not just to benefit uh, to the well it's you know, a big benefit to the community but it's also a big benefit obviously for the club and the youth team and bringing everything together so um you know, I'd like like yourself, can't wait to get down there and I say hopefully we can bring a couple of podcasts from there and uh, and have a look around. You know, we said in the uh, in the interview there that it's taking three years of planning and uh, that's because they want to get it right. And uh, you know, I trust that with all the work they put in there and obviously it's taking time, but you need things like this to take time because you want to get it right the first time. So uh, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's really going to be a good one. Let's hope that we can get down there and do uh, some special stuff down there as well. It'd be great. Now, that is pretty much it to talk about on the pitch and off the pitch in terms of the stags this week. But I wanted to end on this this week, obviously because we've got no game. We've got no game to talk about, which gives us an ideal chance to sit around as I mentioned sort of at the top of the podcast to talk about something a little bit different yesterday was World Mental Health Day which was all about raising awareness of mental health and I think mental health in football is very very prominent and something which is often ignored and not talked about and I just wanted to touch upon that a little bit I did a video yesterday um, on our Twitter and on our Facebook page so if you want to watch that video and you know, find out what I'm talking about and go and have a look on there and, and, and have a watch and have a listen um, to that but one thing for me which football is it's an inclusive game everyone who's watching this podcast right now or listening to the podcast are included in a discussion they are included in um, an interest of theirs and inclusion is a big thing and I think sometimes um football you know life can be a lonely place sometimes for, for people whether it's being bullied at school whether it's having a tough time at work whether it's being in and out of relationships or having a tough home life whatever sometimes they can be negatives and for me personally I remember when I was at primary school I was at my old primary school today and found an old really old picture from 1997 of me with wild ginger hair go on my black Twitter it's, it, it's not in black and white you cheeky mine black, mine <laughs> his will be in black and white um, but it just reminded me of bygone days and I looked at that picture and I just thought I was sat right on the end of, um, of that picture bottom right bottom left corner as you look at it and there's a space around me there's nobody sort of like nice and tight next to me and looking all pallid I'm just looking a little bit down and gloomy and it reminded me that when I first started watching football I was getting bullied a lot and then but then coming to football made me feel included it made me feel a warmth and an excitement and things like that and I just think that sometimes football is a lot bigger than winning or losing and I wanted to touch upon this point about managers and players sometimes I know we've referenced it in in the past there are certain situations you can look back on and think actually we perhaps shouldn't have been as harsh on that player or we shouldn't have been we shouldn't have gone down that line because the situation was totally different and the one I want to talk about the most is Danny Rose in the summer because he obviously had his his head turned by outside factors and he obviously you know was in a bit of a weird place and imagine for him in this day and age now of um, Twitter and Facebook and social media how many people Nate, do you see when you're scrolling through 
through Twitter after a game who if it's a loss or a draw lose it absolutely lose it yeah, well Rafa's day just Saturday um, it was like that so you know sometimes I think people forget that or don't care that staff and players do come across those posts and don't care that what they're how it's going to decide that they don't think that's going to affect them they forget that they're people for for that moment in time really that's not to say though that we uh, and, and we as fans and fans in general can't have an opinion because that's no. what social media is all about Absolutely. but there are there are certain situations and certain things which you perhaps should be more wary of these lines I think that people kind <coughs> of cross I mean I've seen it a couple of times where John or Carolyn's put a Facebook post on and we and the post is something completely different and within a, a second they must have 20 comments of like get rid of Flickcroft he's rubbish you know you're calling him names and this that and other and, and it's like that's not what the post is about you know and like you say they're bound to come across well no the players and staff are bound to come across them Sometime or another, so it must it must affect them. And David Flickcroft, I think I think he's gone about things the right way. Going back to the Rose situation for a moment, he must have had. A, I mean, I saw loads of tweets. I'm sure you two will have done as well. A barrage of abuse when he handed that transfer request in. Absolutely, yeah, and directly at him. As directly well. at him. But what what gets you about football and, and is a fickle thing is on Tuesday night, and you both probably heard them. Is when he were warming up, they're all chanting his name. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah, start at season when we played Newport and we beat them three now. They were chanting awful things about Danny Rose. Yeah, and you know, is it ten games now? Eleven? Yeah, eleven games on, and now they're chanting his name right, again. Yeah, it started earlier it, than that. Yeah, it did. To be honest, they were chanting his name from probably against Accrington when he put ball in there. Yeah, it was good. Cause that was yeah. that was words of support. But you know, what I mean, but from them because he because he put the ball in there people changed very quickly you know but what gets me about that whole situation is and if you think back to the interviews as well Flickcroft has, has said that Rose was petrified to play in that Accrington game and that's led on I think from that abuse and I think that he must have been in such a a position mentally where he's thinking am I wanted here do people still care yeah. am I doing things right am I doing things wrong and let's not forget as well he's a still a young man he's younger than us in this room me definitely younger than you <laughs> it's younger than me and Nate as well yeah, and yeah. I think that's the thing that people forget people look at them as footballers and as athletes and they have this picture that they should be big brawny men with big brawny shoulders and not have to worry about mental you, things but you become isolated you get sucked yeah. into it yeah. the, the difference is, is is that it's not as if Flickcroft come in and gone we're not renewing your contract you know if if that was the case, then Danny needs to look for a new new club. And it same situation with Matt Green. Look look at the look at the situation Matt was in two seasons ago. Um, didn't want him. Nobody wanted him. Well, management wise, didn't want him at the club. Shoved him out on right wing. Wanted all the fans to go against him. Didn't work. You spoke to Matt personally, and Matt was absolutely gutted that he did, wasn't wanted at Mansell Town Football Club and he was he was distraught to be honest because he wanted to finish his career and you know he had to look somewhere else 
and yeah, we, we, we'd have probably, because he, he, he went to Notts County, didn't he, to, to talk to them before he went to Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. And if we'd have signed for Notts County, you know, you know, we, we'd have, everybody would have got on to him because he yeah. played for Mansfield. But Maybe there's a little bit of that when we play Lincoln because yeah. some people don't realise. At the end of the day, it's a job and he's got to support his family. Yeah. Callum Butcher last year was a, another one. Yeah. He moved away from home, away from his kids and things like that. And People get on your back when you're having there's, a bad performance. It's is, wrong. Yeah, I think a lot of... There's a, a lot of problem is, I mean, we spoke said about the social media aspect earlier, is that, and, and same when you're in a, in a crowd as well, is that you're not really saying it to the player's face because obviously on the internet you're behind a keyboard you, you, you know you, you can say anything really and you sort of get away with it because you you don't see their reaction in front of you you know, you never see that they might reply at some point but you never really get that sort of real feeling to it and same at a crowd when you're at a match they're on a pitch they're doing something else they, they can't respond to you you can't see their reaction because they have to get on with their job but some of the things that people say they would never dream of saying that to their face on one on yeah. one because you wouldn't speak to people like that I mean you might get a few that would but majority of people wouldn't speak to people like that because they know that what they're saying is, is hurtful or it's going to you know it's going to really negatively affect that person that's saying it and this is why I think Flickcroft deserves a little bit of praise for the way he's handled that situation the same with Butcher as well because let's not forget Butcher was on the transfer list in the summer and still perhaps wanted to move away but he's got his head down and worked with him and now he's you know if you look on his Instagram stories and things like that he's moving up he's Get his settling in and things like that, and he's got his his head in a good position. Billy Key, for example, ex Stag striker we had on loan for a while, openly admits his battles with depression and things like that. Um, you know, we were talking of the week, weren't weren't we, about the goalkeeper um, Lenny Pidgeley, who retired yeah. through depression and things like that. There are a lot of footballers who are, who because of the pressure of the game suffer that, and I think the way Flickcroft's handled himself in those situations with Rose with Butcher with other players in the past I think Chris Kirkland was on Sky yesterday mm. talking about the same thing when he was at Berry and how Flickcroft worked with him then that has to be commended and sometimes I think as much as we want to see our team do well and we want to see our team win and be successful we've got to remember that football sometimes is just a game but it is a job it is a career and there are certain ways of acting. Great comment um, from uh, from Callum. Um, says football is a very opinionated sport. It's the referees as well. Spot on. From Sunday League to, pre- to the Premier League, they all get the most abuse. Uh, great point from Gary as well, and great stat. Four and a half thousand men under 45 commit suicide in this country every year. Bullying and emotional abuse are the main starters for, for these deaths. Even more difficult now with social media. The more we talk about this, the better. So well done. And that's why I wanted to do the video yesterday and that's why I wanted to come on here today and spend 10 minutes talking about it because we have an audience for this show, we have people who listen to the show and who get involved with the show and people I've never met before come up to me and say well done and listen to the podcast and that's great because it feels like we're including people and uh, you get a bit emotional I am (laughs) years and years when I first started coming to watch football I had no one and nobody was there and doing this week in week out 
gives me something to look forward to. I feel like a fucking idiot. I'm sorry for screaming. Oh, out. Go on, that's nice. Nice, But the point is, it's an inclusive thing. We get to talk about it and we get to go on a journey and we get to do great things and it's just great to have that outlet and yeah we get annoyed by the games and we get annoyed by the results and we get we have a laugh and things like that but it's a place isn't it and it's something to do and doing this week in week out has stopped me in the last couple of years being in that dark place and I think if that's the same for just one person who watches it and or anyone else who's involved in it that's a great thing isn't it so if you're out there and you're struggling and you're having a a dark a sort of a a darker time or you're having a a time in your life where you're struggling do please speak to somebody and pick up the phone or get yourself to a football match and or get yourself to a community activity you know like football in the community like walking football maybe somebody who's retired and who's spending a lot of time on their own at home and think, becoming that isolated person, get yourself out there because there are people who do genuinely care and who do genuinely want to make a difference. So we shouldn't just be talking about mental health on one day like yesterday. We should be talking about it all the time. So please do go and spread the word. And, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And that's a message we want to get out. I mean, all of us around this, this table we don't talk about it a lot we make jokes of it quite a lot because Nathan makes jokes of it himself about being blind and that world but you will have had days where yourself have you know have struggled yeah I think probably most people have I don't think there's many people who haven't Um, but I think that's the thing I think it's just not being afraid to um, to realise it and being afraid to ask ask for help because uh, the help is out there and that's sometimes that's the hardest thing you've got to do is, is accepting that help but once you've done it you feel a hell of a lot better for it exactly and I remember when you came at the start of this you how old are you? 39 in two weeks 39 in two weeks and I'm sure you won't mind me saying this either when you first came on this podcast and when you asked to come on this podcast you didn't say it you didn't ask did you it was your dad no my dad asked your dad asked for you and that's I great like I, I, love that. I, I love that because it's great because you felt you watched it you've wanted to be a part and you've come on and it gives you that escape for, for a little bit as well and you see, that's the, great the, the thing with that though is is like my fear was is that I thought that my opinion wouldn't my like, if I said something that everybody else disagreed, you what, couldn't like get. Like, played back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crap. They're proper comments. They're, they're true. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it's like you know, if you've got an opinion and like you know, if I'd have come on and said, oh, you know, for example, um, Digby were our best player last season and we should have never sold him. You know, he, I had a sugar apart out. from you, <laughs> apart from you, two and a half thousand fans would have been like, "Are you on something?" You know what I mean? You know, and that's that's the one thing I, I was afraid of. You know, having that opinion and like people kind of agreeing with it. That's it, isn't it? It's it's a place, and that's what I, I'm going to end on that. And there's a couple of comments which couldn't win. I'm going to end on that. With all, I think we all have good days we all have bad days mental health is such a complex issue nobody really truly understands it some people use it as a smoke screen and an excuse some people genuinely have 
problems and we wish them all the best to get help those ex-footballers which I mentioned they're just a handful of ex-players and current players who have issues whether it's drink gambling depression whatever we want them to get help because we as supporters whether we support Mansfield Town Manchester United or whoever want them to succeed and be successful football is an emotional game we want it to we want to go on those ups we don't want the downs but we accept it's part of the journey and if anyone can you know take comfort from watching football then that's great because it's it's so inclusive whether you win lose or draw the fact it is there that's what matters isn't it at the end of the day that is what matters um, I'll end on these three comments and we shall say goodbye um, for tonight um, Callum says it's totally the same for us watching gives us a few hours to chill and forget about everything that's it we can just yeah. come in here and just chat over, you know, over a cup of tea and some biscuits or a sausage roll from Greg's or whatever still not yeah, giving yeah, us free yeah, sausage rolls <laughs> where are they? I forgot. Um, I forgot. I'm not going to tap my finger. I'm not going to lie. I, I see it. See, I always keep you pleased. Um, Gary says... I'm going to finish the show. This is live as well. Uh, Gary says, keep going, mate. There's a, there's not a person who cannot feel the raw emotion of what you have talked about. I enjoyed the podcast, so thank you for the effort, the energy, and the idea in the first place. And Peter says, a massive pat on the back, Craig, for trying to bring this issue of mental health forward. Give this man a great sponsorship says Callum and that is the way to end it Greg if you are watching we want a set we want a sponsorship from you we would love to get on board free sausage rolls and donuts every week cookies, right? and Nathan wants cookies so I think he's trying to tell me something or sandwiches uh, or whatever that is, that is it uh, or whatever whatever you want to give us <laughs> free stuff basically that, that's that's what we're asking I for <laughs> Sorry, uh, let's, let's end this. Have a bit more. Me and Nathan are going to have a very serious chat at the end of this podcast. We're uh, leaving with chocolate fingers. That, <laughs> you can take him. We can have him. <laughs> uh, that is it for Enjoy this week's podcast. Uh, thank you very much to Nathan and to Simon and to you at home for your contributions and to Cam as well, who is not here. On a serious note about the mental health stuff, as I said, it is okay to not be okay. If you are struggling, then do get out there and seek the support, whether it's the Samaritans or a local charity or whatever. There is somebody who wants to listen. Uh, football and this podcast will always be, always be inclusive. The reason for that is because it's inclusive for me on a personal level. So that's what we want it to be for you as well. Will we be, be back here next Thursday at 6 30? We don't know because there's not a game next Saturday. So we'll make a decision later in the week and we let you know. We normally do just turn up and talk rubbish. Yeah, I, I, I don't see. I don't see why not. I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see why not. Uh, thank you very much for all your comments, for all your lovely comments. Thank you very much for watching. As always, uh, we will see you next time. Facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters. Um, www.mcfcmatters.co.uk for blogs and for stats and all that stuff. And as well, if you've got little ones and want to get involved with uh, half-term stuff, uh, go and check out www.mansfieldtownfitc.net. Uh, they've got October half-term for the SSA um, junior members, Halloween night at Django's Play Centre, the October half-term scheme, and... The, um, the the Saturday morning club on Saturday for all the little ones. I think that's my contractual obligations done with that one. Uh, thank you very much for watching. He's been Nathan Edge. He's been Simon Mercer. Cam Felton's been in the atmosphere somewhere. I'm Craig Priest. Until next time, thanks very much for watching. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield.
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.